Medicare names the first 10 drugs facing price negotiations. The Biden administration proposes new nursing home staffing standards. And Humana sues CMS to prevent Medicare payment clawbacks. It's Wednesday, September 6th. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson, and this is Just Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines and health business and policy news in 10 minutes or less. The Department of Health and Human Services has unveiled the first 10 Part D drugs that have been selected for Medicare price negotiation. The list is primarily made up of brand name drugs that treat chronic diseases. It includes diabetes drugs Jardians, Genuvia, Farziga, and six forms of insulin, including Novolog, as well as heart failure drug Entresto. It also includes Eliquis and Xarelto, which treat blood clots and aim to prevent strokes, blood cancer drug Imbruvica, as well as Stellara and Enbrel, which are used to manage inflammatory conditions like rheumatoid arthritis and psoriasis. HHS said in a statement that the 10 drugs chosen for the first round of negotiations account for more than $50 billion of total Part D covered prescription drug costs for the period between June 1, 2022 and May 31st of this year. It also said that around 9 million Medicare Part D enrollees took these drugs during that time period and paid $3.4 billion in out-of-pocket costs. The new negotiation process was established through the Inflation Reduction Act that passed in August 2022 and is the first time that Medicare has had the authority to negotiate drug prices. There have been several legal challenges to the negotiation process brought on by pharmaceutical companies and other business-aligned groups. Most recently, Jardian's manufacturer, Boehringer Ingelheim, filed a suit in a New Haven, Connecticut-based federal court in mid-August, claiming that the program is unconstitutional and alleging that it gives federal regulators too much power to dictate drug prices. Other suits have been filed by AstraZeneca, Bristol-Myers Squibb, Johnson & Johnson, and Merck, as well as lobbying group Pharma. Provided the courts don't halt the process, CMS will publish any agreed-upon negotiated prices for the selected drugs by September 1st of next year, and those prices will go into effect starting January 1st, 2026. Subsequently, CMS will select up to 15 more drugs covered under Part D for negotiation for 2027, 15 more drugs in 2028, which includes drugs covered under Part B and Part D, and up to 20 more drugs for each year after that, as outlined in the Inflation Reduction Act. Also under the Inflation Reduction Act, the cost of insulin for Medicare beneficiaries is capped at $35 per month. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services issued a proposal on Friday that would create new staffing minimums for long-term care facilities. Under the proposed rule, nursing homes would be required to provide each patient with at least 33 minutes of care each day from a registered nurse. They would also be required to provide each resident at least 2 hours and 27 minutes of care from a nurse aide per resident every day. 
Registered nurses would also need to be on site at the nursing home 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If the rule is finalized, many of these facilities would have three years to be in compliance and rural facilities would have five years. Officials estimate that the proposed rule will cost $40.6 billion over a 10-year period, with facilities bearing most of the costs. President Biden directed CMS to establish staffing minimums for nursing homes last year in an effort to provide better quality care, especially following the COVID-19 pandemic, which hit nursing homes particularly hard. Leading Age, which represents around 5,000 aging services providers, issued a statement on Friday saying it was disappointed in the Biden administration's decision to mandate staffing ratios and that a one-size-fits-all approach to staffing does not guarantee quality care. Moreover, the group argues that facilities won't be able to meet the staffing minimums since, quote, there are simply no people to hire, especially nurses, end quote. In March, the American Healthcare Association and the National Center for Assisted Living said that staffing ratios would be impossible to implement without more resources and waivers and would only exacerbate the current staffing shortage. Around 30 percent of the 14,000 nursing homes in the United States reported a staffing shortage, according to a survey conducted by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention in March 2022, and a report released by the Health Resources and Services Administration in November projects a shortage of nearly 79,000 full-time registered nurses in 2025 and a shortage of around 64,000 in 2030. The public comment period on the proposed staffing requirements is open now through November 6th. Humana filed a lawsuit in federal court on Friday to block a Biden administration policy that allows Medicare to claw back overpayments to health insurers. The suit stems from a new, more aggressive auditing process that was finalized in January called the Risk Adjustment Data Validation, or RADV, which is meant to identify improper Medicare Advantage payments. Originally, CMS had wanted to audit payments beginning in plan year 2011 using the new methodology. However, it announced it would only retroactively audit plan contracts dating back to 2018. The decision potentially saved health insurers billions of dollars in potential clawbacks. CMS estimates that it may recoup as much as $4.7 billion in overpayments to Medicare Advantage plans starting this year through 2032 through the new audit methodology. Humana filed its suit in the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of Texas, arguing that Medicare's auditing rule violates the Federal Administrative Procedure Act, which the suit said prohibits arbitrary, capricious, and unlawful agency action. The suit claims that CMS's decision to apply the new policy retroactively exceeds its authority and abuses its discretion under the federal law. Of note, the suit was assigned to federal judge Reed O'Connor, who has previously ruled against the Affordable Care Act, including ruling that the entire law was unconstitutional in 2018. That decision was ultimately struck down by the Supreme Court. It's unclear if other Medicare Advantage plan providers will follow in Humana's footsteps. Humana is the nation's second-largest MA insurer after United Health. Humana announced in February that it was exiting the employer market in an effort to focus on government-sponsored plans like Medicare Advantage.
This is Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or a review. It helps other listeners find the program. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news at justhealthcare.com. You can also get these insights emailed directly to your inbox when you subscribe to our newsletter, The Weekly Gist. The GIST Healthcare Podcast is an independent production of GIST Healthcare, a Kaufman Hall company.